Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello, hello. It is November 1st when I am recording this podcast. Here we go. We are wrapping up 2020. I don't know about you, but I will be putting up Christmas decorations (laughs) very soon. And let me tell you why. I put up Christmas decorations very early and keep them up very late because of one simple rationale, and that is that I love joy. I love happiness, and I feel like just having Christmas lights and sparkly Christmas decor up for less than 30 days is robbing us of so much joy and happiness. And I think we all need extra of that right now. So I will be pulling out my Christmas bins. I'm just skipping right over Thanksgiving. I would skip right over Halloween too. I don't honestly care at all about Halloween. It just, it does nothing for me. But the trick-or-treaters did leave several Tootsie Rolls in the candy bowl that we left out last night, which I'm very excited about because that is my favorite treat of them all. I love them so much. So if you feel like you want to decorate for Christmas, I encourage you to go with that feeling, trust your gut and put up all the lights. Do it. Okay. Today I want to talk about what is a diet? Like I think when a lot of us think about dieting, we think about the very classic fad diets. So Weight Watchers, you know, and and the sad thing is some of these names that I'm going to mention, a lot of you or a lot of your friends or colleagues or coworkers will say, it's not a diet. It's just like taking better care of myself. I'm just really focusing on eating healthy and whole foods and clean eating. It's a diet. Okay. Like it is a diet. But when we think about dieting, we think about Weight Watchers, or the Grapefruit Diet, or Atkins, or, oh my gosh, I I can't even think about them right now. Um, I don't know, like more of those name brand diets. And I recently got the opportunity to sign with a new client. And also on that note, really quickly, I'm accepting a few more clients to wrap out 2020. So if you have been on the fence about working with me, Listen, do not wait. Stop. You are going to be blown away by having freedom around food, not giving a shit about the cookies that are in your house, able to just eat and stop when you're full and to think about things other than calories and macros and what you ate and when you're going to burn it off and all of that craziness that occupies all of that space in your brain. Like you can, I promise you can go through this year with such a better feeling about your food and your body and who you are than you've ever had. But I have limited spots left for the remainder of this year. So if that is you, if you have been interested, the very first thing we do before we work together is set up a 
call. I want to know about you. I want you to know about me. I want to make sure that this is a good fit. And if it is, we can get started. So if you want to jump in on that offer, send me a message or send me an email. I'll add all of that stuff in the show notes. But back to the client that I recently started working with. So within our, I don't know, first or second session, we have not been working together very long. She was telling me that she wasn't a dieter. She's like, I don't diet. Like I really, I I don't, I used to, or I used to be way more obsessed about dieting and I really feel like I've moved past all of that. And I was like, okay, all right, well, tell me more. And so we kept chatting and not too long after she said those things, she followed it up with, and I pay really close attention to what I'm eating and I try not to eat too late in the day because I know that, you know, carbs and eating after a certain time and I'm very aware of how much sugar I'm eating and I often feel bad if I eat a lot of carbs and I rarely eat bagels because I'm worried about that and I just, you know, feel like I need to work out to burn off what I ate the day before and I was like, hold up, this is non-traditional, quote, diets. A diet isn't actually a plan. I mean, yes, in its most aggressive form, a diet is telling you what to eat, when to eat, and how much of it to eat. But it doesn't have to look like that. So there's two types of restriction. So go back to episode like two or three or something. I don't know. It's called mental and physical restriction. So this part is really addressing the mental restriction. And it's not even necessarily restricting in the way that you may be used to hearing that word or may even have a past of restricting. So a lot of the women that I work with had a history of an actual diagnosed eating disorder in the past or went through bouts of it in the past. And now they're not in that anymore. They're kind of in this weird space of, you know, not quote dieting, not in this like severe depths of their eating disorder, but damn it, food, weight, emotional eating, binge eating, obsessing about calories, obsessing about their body is stealing them from the life that they want. It is distracting them. They don't get to show up present and engaged. They don't get to sit through emotions and feel them and process them. They don't openly communicate in conversations. They shut down. They kind of put a wall up. They pull back. They make it their fault. They feel inadequate. And then they often eat over it. But it doesn't really fall into this classical category of, quote, dieting. So when she told me these things and these thoughts and these experiences she was having with food, I said, no, this is still dieting. It's just not the way it's been marketed to you in the past. And the thing about this is dieting companies are also catching on to this. Dieting coaches, dieting industries are catching on to this. They're doing massive rebranding 
and changing the words, like you will rarely see diet in someone's brand because they know, we know that shit doesn't work anymore. I was signed up for a copywriting class. So that's just like how to write better as, uh, as in what I do. And two of the words that they said not to use were diet and weight loss. And I was like, how interesting is that? It's actually getting sold to people that sell diets to not use the word diets. I don't know if that makes you as angry as it makes me. Maybe not. And and that's probably better for you. But that shit makes my blood boil because I know that these other companies out there are catching on to where we are in our relationship with food. I mean, I went through this too. I get it. And they are shifting their language to get into your brain and like, no, no, no. This is not, I mean, just like, let's look at Noom for a second. <laughs> like, it is a diet, but they are rebranding in the way of Noom. It's about behavior change. It's, it's not. It's like, it's a diet. And going back to this client that I just started working with, she couldn't really figure out why she was obsessed with food, obsessed with her body, obsessed with what she was eating, how she was going to burn it off because she wasn't doing the stereotypical diet. But dieting isn't really about what you're eating. It's about what you're thinking while you're eating. So all of these rules that she had put in place for herself around food that she truly thought was keeping her, quote, on track or safe or in a better relationship with food was actually what was making her feel more out of control around food. It is a way of eating or not eating that we are emotionally or morally attached to. So maybe, I mean, I know I personally went through this. If I went out and was having dinner with friends, I would kind of, I would base what I was going to eat for dinner off of what they were getting. Or if I went out with a bunch of friends, depending on where I was in my relationship with food, if I got the salad and they all got pizza, I was far superior than them. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, yeah, suckers. Like, look at me. I have such good willpower. And yet I was probably the one out of that group that had the most strained relationship with food in my body because I had such defined lines and rules and expectations of myself about what was acceptable, what was allowed, what was good, what was bad. And the more time passed the more out of control I felt around food. I mean, this is probably true for many of you out there, right? Like the first diet is like, I don't know, this is why they say say when you sell drugs too, like first one's free because they know you're gonna get addicted after that. And I really think that that's kind of true with dieting too. Like the first one is so good 
And then you spend the next 30 years of your life trying to get the same feeling and the same results from that very first diet. Unfortunately, every year and every diet, we get a little bit more out of control, a little bit more defeated and think we need to try just a little bit harder. And as I mentioned in the beginning with all of the rebrands, when we see these new messages, we get hit with this shock of hope. Like, this, this is what I need. This is the thing that's going to cure me. I was thinking about this yesterday. I mean, do you remember not too long ago when paleo was the thing? I mean, paleo was like, the word. We were all wanting to eat paleo and, and quote, clean eating. It was just a diet rebrand. Some other forms of dieting that aren't really diets are feeling the need to be careful around certain foods. So that's not necessarily a diet, but it's that feeling. I mean, just think about it. If you have some cupcakes at your house or maybe some leftover Halloween candy, and the second you see the candy or the cupcakes, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to be very careful around these foods. I cannot trust myself. What happens to your body? I mean, for me, when I say that, I get tense. I get anxious. I feel stressed. And what do we tend to do when we feel those feelings? We eat. It is like the number one coping mechanism for you listening. It's been there. It's kind of like your best friend or your lover. I mean, it's easy, it's accessible, and it's fast. You know, unfortunately, it's kind of short-lived, right? Like we we go to our, our main coping skill, our, like, our number one, and we eat all of the food that is fueled by trying not to eat all of the food. And then we beat ourselves up, confirming the thought that we originally had that actually drove us to eat all the food. That is, I can't trust myself. I need to be very careful around these foods. You know, other types of these non-traditional diets are feeling guilt for eating. I mean, if you didn't have a good or a bad label on food, you would literally have no guilt. Does anyone out there feel guilty for drinking nine cups of water or three cups of water or six cups of water? Or I mean, no, you don't drink a cup of water and think, oh, I just really should not have done that. No, you don't. But what you that so that's kind of a good little indicator as to oh, okay, I do have a little bit of work to do on my labeling of food. Another thought is I messed up today. I might as well just start again tomorrow. I know a lot of us have felt that. Um, one that I used to feel very frequently was, well. I might as well just eat it all now and get it out of the house so I don't have to think about it anymore and then I'm never buying it again. Only like 24 hours later, I'm buying it again. You know, feeling anxious about what you're going to eat at dinner. 
feeling the need to look up the menu, the nutrition information. This is one of those things that are actually prescribed by a lot of providers and coaches out there. Like, just look up your nutrition information on the menu before you go out to eat. No, it's great. Yeah, no, this is because you care about health. This is because you care about your body. Ugh, no, it's because you don't trust yourself. It's because you don't trust yourself to be able to go out to a restaurant, look at the menu, and decide what sounds good for you in that moment. This is exactly what I teach my clients in my one-on-one coaching program to do. Because odds are you've been on those plans. You've been on the programs. You've obsessively looked up nutrition information and menus and then put it into your MyFitnessPal or tallied up all the macros and decided what can I eat? What do I get to eat? And then the entire day, you're super anxious thinking about this one meal that you're going to eat. How fun is that? I mean, I have been through it too. There were times where I would save up all day long for like a big dinner that I knew I was going to have and like work out extra hard and try not to eat anything. And then the dinner would get canceled and I would be so upset. I'd be like, I literally worked my ass off and didn't eat anything for this. And then that would, of course, just spiral a binge. And, you know, this doesn't mean for, like, certain events, if you know you're going to be going out to, like, your fanciest restaurant, and you're like, oh, I want to order two appetizers, a salad, an entree, share some, like, maybe do the plate sharing. I love doing that when I go out to a new restaurant. Order, like, three entrees and a couple desserts, and I want to eat all of it. I want to eat as much as I can, and I want to love it. I want to just savor it and I want to be hungry for it. That's a big mental shift from I can't eat anything today because I have to earn what I want to eat later. I need to deserve. I I, I don't, I'm not allowed to just eat what I want in the moment. It has to be justified. So these are some examples of some diets and some ways of thinking that aren't actual diets. You know, I would say be very wary of anyone out there guaranteeing you weight loss. I mean, spoiler alert, but that's kind of a diet. <laughs> and those supposed to be, I mean, I watch them. I'm friends with several of them. You know, they're on my, they're in my Instagram and I see what they put out there and Thankfully, I've done a lot of work on this and I've, I've been able to quiet some of that frustration that I feel, but it's more frustration for you because I know I spent so long going after all of those, the flashy, shiny new plan. This is going to solve it. This is going to cure it. This is going to be it. I mean, if you haven't listened to the interview that I did with my client, Lynn, or even Karen, I mean, both of these women had extensive dieting histories. And it wasn't until we did the work together that they finally stopped giving a shit about food. 
And that doesn't mean they eat candy all day. That doesn't mean they don't care about their health. That doesn't mean they don't value feeling good. No, that's not at all it. It means they can eat what they want in amounts that feel good. It means that they can go shopping now and buy an array of groceries and not live in fear that they're going to eat them all that evening. That is the work that I do. I also have a couple more podcasts that I'm planning with other clients to just share their stories. And I'm, I'm hoping that they offer you some hope and some inspiration because the women that I get to work with are very with it, go-getter, high-achieving women who are just exhausted by their relationship with food. They just want eating to be easy. They don't want to never eat another cookie or never eat sugar again or have to plan every single day what they're going to eat in advance. They've done all of that and it's gotten them to where they are, which is to reaching out with me. And after our work together, they're in an entirely new place that they literally never thought possible. So with this episode, I hope that your eyes have been open to a few other ways that dieting and or restriction can sneak into your brain. So it's not just that old-fashioned way that we saw our parents do it, right? I know a lot of my clients watch their mother's diet, and I am no different. Grapefruit, Atkins, Nutrisystem. I mean, oh my gosh, you guys, when my mom died, she had like four brand new boxes of Nutrisystem. Every time I was over there, she was on a new diet. It's not like that anymore, at least not for the women that I work with. Maybe you're not on a typical diet. Maybe you are but you don't want to live that life anymore. So if this is you, again, I have a few more spots for coaching this year. Send me a message and let's chat and see if we're a good fit. And that is it. I will talk to you all next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.